Welcome back to the Bitter Jurors podcast. Uh, we are a queer survivor super fan podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Derek Grining, um, and I'm joined by my intrepid co-host, Sam Stanish. Uh, wow, thank you. I, you know, I, I feel like I also use the word intrepid, and in then, but I don't actually remember what it means, and I just kind of say it. <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's all about the adventurous spirit of the word, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we are not alone. Uh, Speaking of adventure spirits, speaking of amazing people, amazing survivor players, um, we are joined by the one and only Scout Cloud Lee today. Hey. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Scout. Yes, thank you. You know, uh, a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I Before the call, we were talking about... Um, scouts thoughts on um the fact that two black players have left in a row in this episode i guess so while we're that's i guess fresh in our mind scout how what are your thoughts on this uh current vote out situation in this episode well you know it comes in the midst of such incredible racism in america today you know mm-hmm. and and survivor is such a uh an example to many people you know kids follow it so it was notable that both that the both black guys got voted out in that episode, and yeah, uh, yeah. I absolutely I don't agree. Know that, you know, I know having been out there, typically when someone's voted out, there is a good rationale behind it. They probably probably annoying as hell in camp and uh, <laughs> lazy or you know bossy or pushy or all of the above. You know, typically there there are many things that people don't see that drives that vote and uh i don't know exactly what that was but yeah, anyway I, I agree 100 i think people online whenever um anyone brings up this idea of like hey why are whatever minority going out so like uh lots of women were leaving in the pre-merge but it's always um the response is usually well they were probably this or like they were a bad player there's always like a justification for the pattern uh-huh. Um, but I agree with you, Scout, that it's still worth examining, even if, yeah, maybe they probably were good, like, there was a reason this group came to this consensus, but why Uh did they come to that consensus is the real question, I think. Yeah, it was pretty unanimous. I, 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 I really laud the producers this season because I think this might be the most diverse season so far. I mean, if you look at the entire cast, it was a really diverse season so yeah so so that's happening on top of everything else right yeah i think and i think just to talk about the two black men going home on one episode like and there are probably like other justifications that they're talking about at camp and nobody's saying like these people like voted them out because they're black but i think people generally are more talking about the overarching trend in survivor of like black and uh non-white contestants going home in like i don't know it's just it's more about like the biases as opposed to the individual this specific vote yeah Uh yeah well there the the one thing i know in the in the past and is that uh black people have won this game so you know there's something there's something else um Mm -hmm. but anyway 
yeah i it's um yeah i don't know and that's another thing people use to be like well yeah we've had like you said like black winners before and that is great and that's not to say like black people can't succeed in the game because that's clearly untrue but it is i mean uh we were talking about this earlier this um marianne andrea like brought up that idea literally last season of yeah yeah this is like this is a pattern that's happening and they had yeah. the, the power to stop it with their immunity idols but unfortunately james and ryan did not have the power to stop that. Um, and it's really unfortunate, especially because we already lost um, both black women players on the season already right. before we even got to this point. And Dwight. Right. And Dwight, yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, I feel like Marianne Andrea's point is like pretty justified or um, being vindicated here, seeing this happen, um, which is frustrating. But like you said, Scout, this is a very diverse season. Like I, I don't know if... Um, we had queer women. I can't remember. The, I don't know. Carla, like to me, is really standing out, um, just for being uh -huh. like this, like openly uh, queer woman uh, who talks about her yeah. wife a lot. Like I love Carla. What are your thoughts on Carla Scout? Oh, I'm wild about her. She's <laughs> she's she's playing a great game, and I I do think the LGBTQ topic has mm -hmm. been uh, touched on since you know way back before I was on the game, mm -hmm. and you know. Uh, Carla, the, uh, it's refreshing to me to see people talk about, you know, when she talks about her wife and her partner. Mm -hmm. uh, it, this is de definitely a, a a game that educates people, changes attitudes and biases <clears throat> in this direction or that direction. And I'm really proud of the producers for bringing all level of diversity to the show. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. And I, I mean, we do have, we have had a lot of queer stories on Survivor, um, but I do feel like it's been a very long time since like the main character of the season was a queer woman. Like, I feel like we get a lot of gay men um, uh -huh. or bi men or anything, but I feel like Survivor Vanuatu was like the, basically the last time we had a season where, I don't know, maybe there's someone I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but I feel like it's, uh, you know, a callback to back when you were out there. Derek and I also just want to say we love Survivor Vanuatu. It's one of our favorite seasons of Survivor. Uh, and so it's good to uh, have some of that energy in the modern time, too. You know, um, those of us that are, are old school and playing for 36 days versus or 39 days versus 26, um, you know, we kind of look at the season like it's almost Survivor Hilton in a way, you know. <laughs> it, we were out two additional weeks, and they're just crossing over the two-week mark now, you know. it. Um, I mean, they're a little beyond that, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like, um, they try, which is why I think they try to throw in all these twists and stuff to keep the players on their toes. Uh -huh. um, but I agree, uh -huh. I feel like the 39 days you see like there's a reason they used to as i mean as not okay probably as it is to think about now but there was a reason they gave people like the scales at the end of the game to like really see the physical toll that was taken um on the players who were out there for that yeah. long um yeah and yeah so i survivor hilton is is very funny to me and i i, I don't i don't think they would disagree that you know uh hanging out on a beach on fiji is probably a little little easier uh -huh. <laughs> you know, after after Sur Survivor Vanuatu, you know, we we got no uh, luxury items. We got no food. That was the first time that happened. 
so you know we foraged uh, for everything that we got and and you know I lost 30 pounds I was out there uh 38 days lost 30 pounds which I could do that today but uh <laughs> anyway that's a lot of weight to lose pretty quickly and uh they it's almost like with survivor Palau when it followed Vanuatu it was almost a knee-jerk reaction they Lowe's sponsored it and they got tools and uh, outhouse built and food and you know all kinds of stuff so <laughs> I I think they decided not to do it without you know something like mm-hmm. they did with us but um anyway yeah Scout speaking of survivor Vanuatu can you just talk a little bit about your like what did you were you watching from day one and like did you apply like can you just talk to us a little bit about how you got on the show well you know i've i have uh i've been a corporate trainer for all all of my adult life and uh developed a thing called the challenge of excellence and corporate uh executives and their teams would come to my ranch here in oklahoma camp out on the land for a week and we would i built the first corporate ropes course in the country and we would go through the ropes course, play high games, Indian coup, hunter hunted, meet me on the mountain. And, uh, you know, through these games, we we tracked people and uh, learned a lot about their various strategies. Well, I was, it was, uh, Survivor started. I didn't see the first episode or the second episode, but by then, so many people that had been here on my ranch had gotten in touch with me scout you have to watch this show survivor uh, there's stuff on it we did which there, there was um so i started watching episode three and i haven't missed an episode since and i you know i studied it and and thought well you know i can play this game unfortunately between sur- uh, the survivor one and survivor nine which i ultimately got into I had to have a knee replacement and the physician put in a man's knee. It was too big, so it didn't bend very well. But nonetheless, I took it into that game. And uh, when I came out of the game, I had it removed and put the right size in, which has been a lot better. Um, but I, I, uh, when I applied... Uh, actually applied, I got right in. And, I, you know, some people... I was told then there were 250,000 people applying every season, which, you know, I can, I get that. So how do you make your way through that? Even now, how do you, um, you know, get through the, the mass of uh, what they're looking for? And casting directors always, due to the theme or whatever, they're looking for something so they can pick and choose out of the applicants that come in. But I have, uh, you know, I was the older woman and, uh, and that, so that put me in a smaller category of picking. I wasn't picked out of all the young people. I'm sure I was just picked out of the older people that applied. I was 20 to 40 years older than everybody. And it's the first time I had ever in my life thought about myself as being older, you know, (laughs) done a lot of work with young people all my life, never really tracked my age of course now i'm 16 years older than that so uh anyway i i got on the show pretty easily and the the rest is history 
I knew I knew I would wouldn't you know I always voted most athletic woman in high school and you know what that's about all that superlative stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was a state champion swimmer. I was a really good athlete, but when I went into the game, I was a very, I was a bad athlete. My <laughs> neck was bent, and I knew even in applying that I wasn't going to be able to play a good physical game. But I knew also I would play a really really good strategic game and a psychological social game because that's largely what Survivor is. It's a social psychological documentary. And uh, they take you to hell. They treat you like hell. They give you very little, and they document it. And you know, for that reason, I find it extremely interesting. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like there was a there is a lot more in, in the game now. It's changed so much mm-hmm. that there's a lot more uh, backstabbing and lying than there was initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like. Um, sorry to interrupt. It's like um, I feel like uh, like a character like Twyla, like there was a lot made out of you know, um, her lying to people. Um, but I, that's yeah. kind of the norm now, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. There, and there was I I had when I went to the tribal that night, I had decided to vote in favor of Chris, mm. uh, because he started the game weak and he got stronger. Twyla started strong and got weaker. And behind the scenes, you didn't know that she had massive headaches. She's a chain smoker, had, you know, massive headaches, and she wasn't always there to do the jobs. But when I got to tribal and found out how how much Chris had lied, (laughs) then I I switched my vote at tribal uh, in behalf of Twyla. And I was the only person, I think. Well, maybe there was another one, but anyway, the current <laughs> season, I'm I'm really fond of Jesse, Doctor Jesse. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, who's who? So Jesse's one of your favorites. Who all are you really uh, connecting with on this season? Well, of course, Carla. You know, I think she's she's a good player. I love Owen. Mm-hmm. He's cute. You know, <laughs> I, I don't like uh, Mike or Sam. <laughs> You know, not a matter of liking. Yeah, it is like too. I love them all, but I don't like certain ones. Yes. But Jesse, now he tickles me. His game, I think he's playing a really, a really good game at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Jesse is. Um, he's like I don't know, like I feel like this last episode really illustrated that um, that he and uh, he's kind of using Cody as his second in command. I would say, um, but they really ran that vote there that they. Um, uh-huh. like, yep. If it, if it goes this way, we're voting this way. If it goes that way, we're going, we're voting that way. And, um, I hope I'm scared based on the next on that. Maybe, um, people might catch on to Jesse's game, but he seems so savvy uh-huh. socially that I, I feel like he can probably sneak out of it. I, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, he was a street guy, a gang guy. And then he, now he has a PhD in political science. So, Mm-hmm. He's uh, come a long way, baby, and I think he he understands people on a b- broader spectrum than some of them. And we'll see if that plays out in his, you know, in his behalf. I'm shocked they haven't voted out Mike yet. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, there was a lot made out of him putting palm fronds on people, just annoying people in general. Um, but somehow Gabler is just still hanging around. He Guys, hanging. 
guys he really seem to fun. like him. Uh, like in the in his first tribe, he was with Owen and Sammy, and they were like the power trio. And now in this episode, we saw Jesse and Cody like teaming up with him. So he must be a real guys guy. Yes, he's he's he must be doing some stuff at camp that I'm not seeing because he's still there. <laughs> I would have voted him out, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. They might be seeing. Um, I don't know. They, maybe he's a goat in their mind. I don't know. Um, I feel like maybe. we'll get more clarity as the game goes on. But yeah, right now I'm with you, Scout. I feel like, um, as soon as we hit merge, I I would have. As soon as he's like, just saying, "Yep, we're voting out Ellie." I feel like anyone who plays like that is not someone I want really in the game. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really really savvy on the game you know i find that interesting fans often know more about the the uh, episodes and games than than we do (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i feel like you're underselling yourself scout i feel like you played a really amazing social game like you said um we're just we're uh, what's the word we're monday morning um something i'm too gay to know really football thursday morning quarterbacks that's it thank you (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, go ahead. No, you can, you go. I, I was just going to say in in uh, in my game, I'm a I'm a very good tracker. It's what people pay me for to come and put their teams through a various initiatives and watch them show up or not show up or how they show up or when they show up, their timing. All of that's really important because we all have strategies for doing everything, for convincing people, for uh, making decisions for learning things, all of those key life skills, we have specific strategies that are very predictable. Most of the time, we're not conscious of our strategies. We just run them, you know, because they're so ingrained in our habit. We habituate ourselves through those kind of things. But what I do as a, a corporate consultant is that put people through stuff and then watch them do that and I can see their strategy I can see if they for example if a person has an idea and they step away from the idea or they tuck their chin and you know kind of bow out and what happens is their idea drops on the floor and somebody else throws in an idea it takes a lot strategically for a person to have an idea and step up to the idea and hold that spot until other people will join in and agree to give the idea a chance so uh, I felt like in the game, I could build a, one of the things that's extremely important in life, whether you like a person or not, is to be able to track their consistency. Would they hold themselves to, to their own standard, spoken standard? And you pick an alliance. You pick people that you could have an alliance with, and then you hold that alliance tight till the very end you know um whether you like them or not you know you still uh, just hang tight and in life we have to have alliances period you know so i felt i I would be good at that kind of thing i'm pretty good at tracking people and knowing you know if they're gonna hang tough or not so were you like picking out the people you felt like you would go to the end of the game with in the first hour or like the day or like how long did you take before yeah. you were like Twyla is my girl? Well, right right up front on the first day when we left that downpour at the opening scene with the native people 
it was a flash flood. It was so, it rained and rained and we had to walk over lava and, you know, we never had a beach. The, the only white sand we saw was about three, maybe four feet square. And the rest of it was, was uh, lava and shells, very difficult to walk on. And at night with no flashlight and it pouring down rain, it was, that was the one of the hardest parts of survivors getting from that initial opening to our, a campsite and Twyla, you know, we had, I had an opportunity as a player to, you know, just see who is, who's hanging tough with this and keeping going. And, and uh, so, yeah, from the very beginning, I, uh, Twyla was a hard worker and, and she's also, she can't not, be Twyla. I don't, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't have any reserve in her to hold stuff back. And that's a very reliable trait, whether you like it or not. You know, when a person is consistently themselves and they can't help being themselves, for example, you know, you know, people that are habitually late, well, <laughs> they're always going to be late. So you, you make your plan or your strategy around that person being late, send them for donuts or something, <laughs> or, you know, call for a boat when they're not there in order to enhance yourself. There's all kinds of strategies you can use, but she's, she was very predictable. And strangely, the other person who was really predictable is Liza, Eliza. Mm. She annoyed the crap out of me. You know, <laughs> More than many times I wanted to just, slap her and put her face in the dirt which of course i wouldn't do <laughs> but um but she couldn't really couldn't tell a lie and when we met her mother susan she, she was the same way <laughs> so even if i didn't like eliza you know i would we formed an alliance up to the final four with eliza because she was also predictable mm -hmm. uh, that makes her a good and honest lawyer now you know i I would trust her with my legal proceedings if I had to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> has a hard, you know, lying as well. But anyway, <laughs> Scott, who would you say on season forty-three? Like, who would you see through your corporate training experience and be like, "I'm going to work with these people"? Yeah. Well, as I as I told you, uh, Jesse. Mm -hmm. You know, I would definitely you know, lean into Jesse. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. What What are you seeing I, in him that, like, is the reasoning for that? Well, he's, first of all, when he talks, he looks like he's not the brightest, you know, crayon <laughs> in the box. Uh, <laughs> tattooed, shaved his head. There's just things that from, from, uh, his gang pass that are still present with him, but when he opens his mouth, you know he's he's bright, he's, mm -hmm. and uh, you know for that and the fact that he has a breadth of experiences from his cultural past uh, that makes his toolbox really big. You know he has a lot to draw from. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I feel. Um, I feel like he's playing this game that, uh, Scout, you're talking about this idea of um, like finding people who are predictable and working with it. I feel like that's why he's working with Cody. I feel like Cody is probably that kind of personality who it's always going to be Cody. Cody will be Cody. And like you said, Jesse's smart enough to, I think, hone in on that and use that to his uh -huh. advantage. 
Yeah, you know, Cody, 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 Cody. I love his necklace. I'm <laughs> trying to find out where he got it. I want one. <laughs> we uh, should reach out. I feel like the, the Survivor players are always on Instagram posting, you know, <laughs> you can buy my stuff, like all the stuff that I've got here. Um, we'll look that up for you, Scott. We'll we'll find out where yeah. Cody gets <laughs> I'll send him a message yeah. right now. Ask him. Yeah, please <laughs> out for me and text me or email me. I would love to. I'd love to have the that necklace i tried to make one i looked at it and got my beads and but it's not the same so but cody i think you're right with cody cody's very full of himself mm -hmm. and uh he can't not be mm -hmm. um so you know in that sense he's more predictable yeah i agree he's and, always yeah go ahead he's right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean uh he I don't know if he knows that is I think the issue right now, but um, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's Cody, I guess. There's a lot of personalities I feel like on this season that are similar. Um, like you said, like they're people who seem very predictable. Um, like you said, Mike seems uh, of that ilk too, um, which is why it is really gratifying seeing players like Jesse and Carla, um, uh -huh. like take advantage of that. Yes. I, you know, I'm impressed. I don't like Sammy, but I'm impressed with him. He's 19 years old, mm -hmm. and he seems much older. You know? I agree, I, and like I feel like I mean, he's telling people he's 22, but I felt like he could have even said like 25 or 28. Yeah, no, I think you're right. He could have easily upped that because mm -hmm. he's yeah. I I'm instantly am weary of him because he cremates pets. <laughs> <laughs> A person that would create a pet that would just, it would kill me, my heart. I'm a, a huge animal lover. It's the only thing I really, you know, donate to mm -hmm. uh, animal protection. So cremating a dog would, that would be the end of my day, I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might be part of it. Maybe he's someone who, he, he can be so ruthless in the game because he kind of has to turn off that part of his brain for his job, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean just make him sound like a sociopath or anything, but I mean, that is like, you kind of have to compartmentalization. Yeah. Compartmentalize. That's a better word for it. Not like <laughs> stop feeling anything. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I feel the same way. What do y'all think about Noel? I really, she entertains me so much. Um, she makes me laugh. My sister's name is Noelle as well. So I don't know if that's, I'm like projecting onto her, but my sister makes me laugh a lot. And so does this Noelle. Um, and I wish we saw more of her. Yeah, she's really cool. Seems really fun, very funny. And just, uh, I, I, I don't know. Cause sometimes we're getting these impressions that she's like, like really strong and strategic, which I totally believe, but then sometimes she's just not on the episode at all. So I wish we would, I hope that now that there's even fewer people, we go to her more because I she really cracks me up. Yeah, she, they didn't go to her much. And, uh, you know, she, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with her. I don't think she's going to win the game. Mm -hmm. If she did, she may get a little bit of a sympathy vote. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, it's like, I feel like um, Jesse, she's already in Jesse's crosshairs. I feel like, um, I don't think people are going to let her get to the end, which is like, like unfortunate because I think she'd be fun to hear argue her case at Final Tribal. And she is a beast in those challenge. I think challenges, I think uh -huh. that's pretty undeniable. She's very amazing. Um, yeah. Well, she may get to the final three. She may get to argue. 
That's true. I would love that. Um, I would love if all the only three women left made it to the end together. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, but we'll see. I feel like this, a lot of it has been made about the idea of um, reverse Vanuatu is what people are thinking this will be um, with the season. Uh, Where like Carla is the only woman left and then wins. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's what I've seen people sort of referring to um, this as. Do you think this season seems similar to Vanuatu or I don't know, does this, I didn't like, how does this compare to your cast? Would you say? Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't had that thought till you just said it. Mm -hmm. I don't think just the three women, the, the women that are there now, I don't think all three of them will get to the end. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to give that some thought. Yeah, well, we, we haven't talked about Cassidy yet. I feel like she had a really big episode this week. Have you? Do you have any thoughts on Cassidy Scout? Yeah, uh, Cass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I like her. Mm -hmm. Kinda. <laughs> uh, I think she's. Uh, I think she'll get butted out pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, she was close to it. This episode is, if the edit is to believed, and I think she's just too outwardly smart is, I think, the problem that I could see for Cassidy. She just seems like she's thinking a lot and uh, in a very transparent way. Um, uh -huh. But I, I hope she keeps, um, I don't know, it's like squirreling her way through this game. <laughs> like, she seems to, people keep talking about, like, oh, we're going to get her this week, and then she manages to, like, dodge it Whip so off. yeah she wiggles out of it that's true okay so let me ask you guys you guys know more about the game than we do so <laughs> who, who do you who do you predict is gonna win season 43 currently you know? i am thinking cassidy i think that she is gonna make it through somehow i don't know exactly what she's gonna do to get through but <laughs> I, she's got carla uh working with her and you know i feel like whatever carla wants to have happen will happen and i feel like getting to the end with cassidy is gonna be what it is if you don't mind i will well what yeah there's oh. more who just said that about Cassidy? Which one it, of you guys? Sam. Sam, this is me, Sam. What do you think, Garrett? Um, I'm well. If Sam thinks that it's Carla and Cassidy at the end, then I I'm putting my eggs in the Carla basket. Is I feel like it's very clear people like her a lot. Um, uh -huh. no one ever talks about voting out her. They only talk about like, oh, um, we want to work with Carla, but we don't want her to have all these allies. Uh -huh. Um, like everyone is fighting to be allies or to be Carla's uh -huh. like number one, which I think is a great uh -huh. position to be in. So I would say uh -huh. Carla. Who do you uh -huh. think, Scott? Um, well, I, I, I agree with you on Carla. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I identified with her because I didn't get votes either till the end. Just kind of weasel my way through. <laughs> so people, people like her a lot. So that could happen. I. I think, uh, Sam, if your gal Cassidy did win it, I think she would be one of those winners that a lot of people say she didn't deserve it. <laughs> Some she of those wasn't. winners are my absolute favorite. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I think a lot of my favorite winners are people who have a strong uh, hatred for. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I think it just just as gay men, that's kind of our lot in life to love a controversial woman. That's our our I don't know what it is, but that's what we like. That's how we uh, pass the time. All right. Well, that would that would be controversial. Uh, who think is going to get voted out next? Ooh, I I feel like well the the preview we got uh, Jesse and Cody seem to be on people's radars. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Gabler has kind of been on borrowed time for a long time, and I could honestly see um, him getting taken out next. I don't know what it is. I just feel like the men are going to, they're still going to whittle away at the men uh, for a little bit more. Um, at uh -huh. least that's my hope. I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like they're whittling away at the men, don't they? I would mm -hmm. think, I would think they may, I wish they would take out uh, Mike Gabler. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm afraid they're going to pick on Owen. Yeah, that yeah. Was... you talked about Owen earlier, and I wanted to bring him up because he like I feel like we don't get these big explosive blowups anymore on Survivor, but as frequently as we used to. Um, what would what were you thinking about him and James just like almost shouting at each other in the middle of the camp? Uh, well, I know what that feels like. I can tell you. <laughs> It's it really is uh, that puts them high on the on the uh, hit list to behave like that, um, yeah. and, and of course uh, it was uh, devastating to James. Out he goes. Sure, you were uh, you, you were both like someone just like standing on the sidelines of big blowups, and someone in the middle of like contentious. Uh, yeah. arguments. So, like, what were your strategies in those situations? Well, I knew uh, uh, Rory in our season uh, had come over to the women's camp, and he, Rory, would turn up his volume really loud as soon as the cameras came marching in. He would go from here to, well, we're going to go like this. He'd raise his voice up. And, uh, <laughs> He did some very annoying things with me, but the the point I'm making is that his being loud and obnoxious, and uh, Sarge too. Sarge was extremely loud and obnoxious, singing loud songs and stuff. And I can just tell you that when you're in a group of people and somebody gets loud for whatever reason, it has a typically has a negative effect on others. It it causes people around you to to uh, disassociate or to back away from you. And that backing away in and of itself out of consciousness gives you reason to vote them out or you don't want to hang out with them. It's true in life. Somebody that's always loud and, you know, you want to back away from that stuff. You don't want to be involved with it is, you know, you have a polarity response to it. And once we've had a polarity response to a person, that changes the category that they're in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're you're kind of like marked, I guess, after that point now. Oh, now I know that yeah. this person uh -huh. can get this way. Um, yeah. I, I, this, yeah. This is not a one-time deal. They easily did it in front of all of us. and uh, And so that has to, you know, if you see something once, and it is annoying like that, I put a red light on it. And then if you see it twice, well, that's a pattern. I'm Now I'm really paying attention. 
If you see it three times, it's a friggin' habit. And four times is a compulsion, and five times it's an obsession. They're, they are going to do that. Put your money on it. Um, so just tracking people like that, when a person easily has that kind of thing going, uh, th- they've done it a lot, and they'll do it a lot. Mm-hmm. You can't marry them and think you'll change it because you can't. Yeah, I I hope this doesn't blow up too much on Owen. Obviously, like you said, it it's uh, James. It's a done deal for James already. Um, yeah, but like you, yeah. I mean, they both seem like pretty nice guys. I I just think the, the I don't know. I can you can like feel Owen's frustration every time he talks to the camera. He's like, I just want to play, and no one wants to play with me, and so I uh-huh. get why he's on edge. Um, so uh-huh. I hope he can make. I hope he's not the next to go. I would love to see him um, make it further. Um, there are bigger fish to fry. Leave Owen alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd like that. Uh, I think he might be the next to go. However, mm-hmm. uh, we'll yeah, see. because just... even though Carla and Sammy were like on his side in this episode, it, I felt like it was more about taking out James than like getting Owen, bringing Owen into the like strategy or anything they were just kind of like this is a good opportunity to take this guy out and we need owen so let's just go with that yeah i think uh, owen is easier to play than some other people so i I agree with that yeah and owen is part of this sort of um like super i would say a lot of these players like sammy too are these like super fans um would you was there anyone on uh vanuatu that like was the equivalent of a super fan. Obviously there were a lot fewer seasons for people to have watched. Um, but there wasn't, was there anyone on your season that you would like was kind of in that category too, who like really knew the show? Oh man. Um, well, I think Liza was one. Dolly was one. We voted her out first. <laughs> we voted her out because she rode the fence. She wouldn't choose this or that. Mm. And, and, and that gets my attention. If somebody's on the fence, uh, you know, I don't want them around. They've got to pick pick a side and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think yeah. can be a downfall for these super fans is um, I, they're just thinking, like, how am I going to be the best Survivor player ever right now? And so it's hard for, I feel like they probably get, I mean, I feel like I would be, like, paralyzed with, like, fear. <laughs> like, how do I come across as the most beloved survivor player ever in this <laughs> moment, which is like not a good way to play the game. Is that Sam or Derek talking? Uh, Derek. Oh, Derek. <laughs> that was Derek. Derek, I can tell you this. Once you're out there and it's really a, a moment by moment, uh, just getting by, you don't have time to think a thought like that. Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt that people are out there thinking, how can I be the, you know, Mm-hmm. most amazing person ever they're just thinking how the world am i going to get through this freaking night i'm freezing <laughs> or i'm hungry or that person is so annoying and i've got to cuddle up with them to keep warm tonight i can do this it's it's really it brings you into the present moment like you know nothing else that i had basically experienced before you know it's just uh um, mm-hmm. Chop wood, carry water, make fire, find food, repeat. <laughs> Scott, were you, were you ever contacted again about doing like an all-star season of Survivor? 
The one time I was, yes. Do you and know I what said, season it would have I, been for? I, I couldn't do it because uh, when I came out, I got a new artificial knee and then another one. Mm. So now I have two artificial knees and two artificial shoulders. You wouldn't know that if you see me, but I know it. And I, and what that means is I can't jump off of a platform or uh, run very fast or you know, mm -hmm. climb efficiently. So physically, I could not, you know, I really, it would be even harder for me to play the game. And I'm old. Golly, I'm just <laughs> 78 years old. That's so hard for me to believe. I wow. used to think that's antique. Lord. But, you know, I feel like I'm 40. But, um, you know, that's, that's pretty old. people's <laughs> book. Were you contacted for it around the same time, like when Eliza and Amy went back to play, or was it after that? Uh, it was after that. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I think you would do amazingly scout if you went back. Maybe. Especially on maybe Survivor that. Hilton. Yes. You know what? I would, what I would do if they ever asked me when they had uh, various people go out and be coaches. Mm. Camping. Island coach, of the I Idols. Yeah, that I would be incredibly good at that. <laughs> I would take you, your advice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who would you have wanted to go out on Island of the Idols with, like to be coaches with someone else? I can't. You you know who all was there. I can't remember all that. Remember. <laughs> well, I just I just mean if you if you were gonna have to go out and be like Rob and Sandra and live on an island to, with someone for. 38 days or however long they were there just like oh, giving advice to people who would be your second person um um golly pagan i can't think of his name right now but he's never been called back and he's a, he was an older player that played up front his wife's name peggy and I know his name as well as I know my own. This is part of having a senior moment. <laughs> um, One of my favorite players. He he was uh, in an episode before me, an older guy that won it. Oh. Um, uh, I'm, well, <laughs> so it wasn't someone you played with, is what you're saying. Say that again? So you, there wasn't someone on your season. No, uh -uh. no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I feel like you could have hold your own, honestly, as uh, your own sort of, you, we'd have a big scout statue on the island and people would just <laughs> come visit you. Um, hey, I know, remember who it is. Remember the guy named Bob? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Scout and hey, Bob on I... Island of the Idols. <laughs> I see yeah. it. Yeah, that, I would have Bob. He's a great player. I can't imagine why they haven't asked him back, but they haven't. So mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like people like you. I I think that's something that I always hear in um like the Survivor player community is like people love Bob. He's always at the charity events and stuff. Um, yeah, seems he like a fun person too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, he and his yeah. wife they're great. You know, they've they they bought a property with his millions. <laughs> and uh, developed kind of a camp where people, uh, past survivors go, live in yurts, play different games. Wow. Um, yeah. 
I didn't so, know that. There's a secret okay. survivor place where, what? Yeah. How do I get in on this? How do I sneak in there? They put it on Instagram. What? Probably okay. ask, if you wrote him or, to, or called him and asked him, he probably would invite you. Wow. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he does Bob seem really Crawley. nice. Mm -hmm. Bob Crawley, I, I challenge you to ask him about coming to one of his camps. Mm, okay, I I would be down, but that's I'm I'm excited. I love this idea of you and him as the uh, passing down this wisdom to these uh, players uh, uh -huh. while I, you like chill and. I, you know, he would. It's a it would be a nice blend because I'm a I'm a really good tracker on the social psychological side of the game, and he really did the physical part of the game in an extraordinary way. Um, mm -hmm. And not even you couldn't even say for his age. He just did. He was he was a remarkable physical player. Mm -hmm. So he's probably yeah. if I, you know go through all the players. He was probably probably my favorite all time player. Just mm -hmm. watching him. Yeah. Anyway. I love that. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite all time player? Sam and then Derek. Oh, uh, I love Sandra. I feel like it's she's just the funniest, and uh, just she's always going to be entertaining. Yeah, mm. she is. We camped out for three days over on uh, Catalina Island with uh, Sandra, and she is. She's a kick. She, <laughs> she turns it off. She's funny all the time, and she's funny because she just blurts it out. Whatever's on her mind, out it comes. No filters. You know, it, 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 she's like Robin Williams like that. You know, he would have a thought and it didn't go through a single filter before it landed, you know, on his tongue and out. And Sandra, Sandra's the same way. She's funny. What I all did you do with her on uh, Catalina Island? Oh, we we hiked. Everybody, they had tattoo artists there. Uh, so we all got a tattoo. I've got an ugly tattoo on the back of my we all got this uh, retro, t old retro TV set with antennas, with a star in the middle of it. Remain, you know, reality star, TV star, supposed <laughs> to mean. And every time I go to the doctor and have to have them check my breath or something, I cringe because I know they're going to see that ugly tattoo. But anyway, there it is. Uh, and we all that. got it. Put it in different places. Most people put it where you could see it. I put mine where you couldn't. <laughs> I love that. Who's <laughs> um, your favorite? Um, well, uh, yeah, Sandra is uh, amazing. I feel like I, you know, this about me, Sam. My favorite will always be. Um, I'm a big fan of Survivor, the Amazon season six, and uh, there was a woman who played on that season. Her name was Dina. Um, she just, I, I just love her so much. That's probably the season I've uh, watched the most. Uh, uh -huh. over and over and she's just i love her so much i would love to see her come back she never came back on the show um i'm huh. <laughs> um yeah did she win it i'm having trouble remembering that no yeah she um she went out uh she like made it into the merge and she was a big uh -huh. power player but that was the season that jenna won the season that uh oh, yeah. sister Rob nina was on won. yeah uh -huh. Um, but she's, I, I always, I don't know, I gravitate towards those, those women who um, play these big strategic games and they, they don't get to make it all the way. That's just my lot in life. <laughs> my favorites can never make it to the end and win. <laughs> ah, don't, 
favorites anymore. Maybe they will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm seeing Carla win this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, of course, I love Jesse, but mm-hmm. it would be nice. You know, I don't think Cassidy's going to win it, but, you know, you do. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. As we as we think about at the end of this podcast, however long that lasts, I want y'all to keep your promise to get a hold of Cody somehow and tell him. I messaged. Him. I've already. I already sent him a message. I <laughs> I'm begging him to tell me where he got the necklace. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. So. Um... Did you have any other thoughts on this episode in particular, Scout, or uh, in the season in general? Um, any oh, any yeah. kind of thoughts? You know, I think the season in just in general, I was so, so, so disappointed when they scaled down to 26 days. Mm. Um, you know, that's a big difference. You know, two weeks is a big difference. It's actually, it's 13 days difference. And, uh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was disappointed in that. So I've I've kind of kept that disappointment as we've gone through it. So at one point, I used to uh, blog Survivor for uh, a few newspapers around, mm. and at that point, I kept really close track of people. Uh, but with the twenty six se- twenty six season, I quit doing that, and that took my attention to detail off of the show. I have to, con- you know, admit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but totally I watched it thankfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that because I, 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 I mean, I've been as I've been a fan for uh, close to ten years, and I feel like, well, actually, Survivor Vanuatu was the first season I ever watched, and then I feel like I was I. I was just surprised that you are still uh, dutifully watching the show every single year, but I I love it. I I love that uh, uh, alumni are like still into the show. I just I just I feel like a lot of people who were on the show back in the older days like uh, have like moved away from the show or whatever. But I I, I love uh, when people are fans of the show. Uh huh. Oh, I'm a big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of the producers of the show, and and uh, you know. Uh, the the John Kerfoffer is the guy who sets up all of those amazing challenges. If I didn't watch the show for anything else, I'm watching for those unique challenges that they're putting together. I mean, it's just masterful. And I was able to uh, recommend John and I became pretty close out there. And we've watched the show together a couple of times when I was out in California and uh, have been able to introduce him to a few people that have become part of his dream team to build those challenges. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a masterful part. And what people don't understand, too, I mean, the fact that they are able to document this show, because it is a documentary, they, 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 the, they have a, what's called a Bible. And what it is is an outline of what they're going to do day one, two, three, four, all the way to 26 given that the weather doesn't chase them out or change it or whatever. And, um, but there's no, when the cameras come to talk to you at what's called a meditation, you know, when the camera is sitting, one of the things they're casting for is a person who, when you ask a question, they can open their mouth and give you an answer uh, and not, you know, say done. uh, I don't know, or that kind of thing. Uh, And it's, 
it to me it's masterful the production when the cameras are they're pretty sneaky you know you quickly lose track of where they are and what they're doing and you can't talk to anybody uh if you if you do you know they they really don't answer it so there's no dialogue with the crew and the cast members other than at those met, at those points when they're individually asking you questions and that's the producer of an episode there's a producer for each episode i think they the producers used to do three episodes then fall back to the editing room and start editing but anyway the producer will ask you a question and the only way they ask that question is they'll say tell us what happened at tribal or if there was a skirmish between uh you know people they would say what happened with so and so and so and so that's and then the only uh cue that we ever get to talk and share our opinion is just to repeat the question at tribal blah 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 when so and so went off on each other blah 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 that's the only tee up that's given so unlike and you know i've had people uh work on other reality shows that there's a lot of scripting that something may have gone great on uh, the bachelor and they think oh that's great let's reenact that and get that on film none of that ever ever happens on survivor you know survivor is it's as pure of a documentary of people in this situation as can be had and they they have the camera crew there to to document that I love the the both the producers and the the camera people who in the day when I was there they were the same crew that did the amazing race. They flew literally from Vanuatu. They flew out to film the amazing race. You know, we got dumped back in from uh, Australia got dumped back in LA. They got on another plane and went somewhere for you know for that. So I watch it differently having been in the game you know how the producers caught that or that there there are times there are 14 cameras on on you at all times when you're at tribal for example they have to, there's a lot of cameras at tribal and that's because twyla may be talking and saying something but there's a camera on everybody else sitting up there reacting to twyla you know those up close shots that and and you notice sometimes it used to be predictable who was going to get voted out because they got so much airtime it's still somewhat true you watching <laughs> who that airtime but at tribal you know notice that every conversation there's a close up of this person or that person or this person well they have a camera assigned to them so you know it's it's looking at Locked you to, yeah huh I just they they're locked on to everybody's different facial right. reactions. That's right. There mm-hmm. are enough that they can they and how they put that together and piece it together obviously they drop, you know, Steven Spielberg drops 12% of his footage on the editing floor. Survivor I'm told by the producer drops about 300% on the floor. So you know it's an extraordinary feat of capturing people on film and then 
editing it together in such a way that you don't know until the last minute who gets voted out. Mm-hmm. I yeah, there. I mean, I even today. I feel like they. I like like you're saying. Like I feel like it used to be much more easy to predict who would go home in the, in the episodes, and then I feel like over the past ten years or whatever, they've gotten really good at putting a lot of vagueness in who's going home and making it very difficult to predict. Uh, Scott, I know you've mentioned you we uh, you wanted to wrap up around now, but I just wanted to go back to when you were talking about the challenges and you were ta- you said that your favorite part of the show, do you have like a favorite challenge to watch uh, with when you're watching the show? Well, uh, from Vanuatu? No, just any the, challenge, uh, but well, Vanuatu. I, sure. one, of the, one of the most difficult challenges both to do and to build was the one on Vanuatu when they did the vertical maze a classic uh, where we had to climb up through a maze up three and four stories high I mean it was masterful them building that silly thing Uh, they don't do those kind of extreme challenges anymore and I'm I'm kind of sick of puzzles you know it's gotten (laughs) down to how good are you in a puzzle I felt like the challenges used to be well, you know what I'm saying. They used to be mm-hmm. more amazing, but I'm still, you know, no matter what, I'm I, and I'm still amazed at how they build that stuff and how they come up with, uh, you know, the different ideas for challenges. Agreed. I, I mean, yeah, there are most challenges. I think, as people said, are usually just like an obstacle course that ends with the puzzle. Um, right. But I think in uh, recent seasons. Um, they've started to move a little more away from that. Um, I think a big uh-huh. part of that is there's there are international versions that um, have really uh, come up with some creative challenges. There was a charade uh-huh. challenge on a recent season of Australian Survivor. Um, uh-huh. So like I I hope that that sense of play and creativity continues because yeah I think the production crew is doing an amazing job. I think the art department is really killing it in this new era. I love their approach to just all the visual, like it, the production of Survivor is just uh-huh. always top notch, no matter what you think of the cast or what have you. Like, I think that's uh-huh. always going to be something that they put a lot of care into. Absolutely. I totally agree. It, and it is, you know, I can say from the inside out, uh, you know, it is masterful and it does leave the cast members who are on the island. It leaves them alone. You know, it doesn't go out and, uh, have them say this or do that. Uh, you know, what you see is what you get. The point is you just don't see it all. And that's why I say when those two black guys got voted out, we didn't see it all. So, something, there's stuff going on we didn't know about. So. For sure, yeah. I, it's, well, it's it came just... across a little racist to me, but I don't want to think that. I want to think that there are two human beings that annoyed the crap out of enough people <laughs> to get voted out. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I think this cast, the most for the most part, I think maybe I don't know. I like you said, I don't want to cast any aspersions on anyone. Um, uh-huh. But I, I mean, that's always something that everyone, like especially white people, we always got to be mindful of. It's like. Yeah. Is this person really annoying me so more than like, or am I, do I need to like check myself and make sure that something else isn't going on here and I'm not partaking in a group think that is not okay. Like, um, yeah. and it's easier to, I guess, think about that when we're uh-huh. here sitting, um, not on the Island with them, but I don't know. I hope that 
this is just like maybe a fluke and i hope the momentum that was gaining uh in the last two seasons continues especially with um the survivor diversity campaign obviously uh having a more diverse cast can can only help that i hope yeah i was going to tell you both my partner is a black woman from jamaica and uh, she notices not just this past episode, but when that happens, she's she really notices it a lot, mm -hmm. much more so than we would, you know, because that's been her life. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. and I, it's like, um, like as gay people, we we are more sensitive to those things. But it, it makes yeah, like uh -huh. all sorts of um, my minority groups can like really hope, uh -huh. like catch that more easily, and that's yeah, hopefully. Having more diverse casts can help people uh -huh. unlearn that stuff, at least a little. Yeah. Like, Survivor, like you said at the top, Scout, Survivor's the more, it's like a microcosm of society. And society, uh -huh. we are still a, a, like a racist society at the end of the day. Yeah. And so we always got to be mindful of trying to stop being that, hopefully, one day. <laughs> yeah. And okay. I mean, there's, al there's yeah. always going to be non racist justifications mm -hmm. for a racially influenced. Yeah. Uh, right. action and even though we like we're saying that like it's it's all sorts of different reasons that have led to james and ryan being voted out like it, uh -huh. it still speaks to the general trend uh and like curve of society that like uh -huh. so many people of color have gone home throughout the first uh i don't i don't know how many weeks of the season it's uh even though like there, I mean, obviously, it's also in part because there are just more people of color in general on the show now. But like, it, you know, it to see two black guys go out in one episode, it, like I feel like in past seasons they've made that a big thing where they're like, okay, this is clearly like some fucked up thing is going on. Uh, and then in this episode, it was just kind of like, what happened? Yeah, I was gonna let's let's end it with uh, an accolade for the show what it does do with the diversity that they continue to build upon is from the very first season, Rudy became friends with a openly naked gay guy. And that was an unlikely friendship that came about because of the show. And I think the show is introducing diversity and some of the spoken words at tribal I think it's doing a, its job in trying to undo some of that and to educate people. So hip, hip, hooray for that. I agree. They they listened to a lot of former players, a lot of fans who were pointing this out. Like, hey, we like this is just something that will make the show better. And I think these last few seasons have proved them right. Like, this is yeah. it's just we're getting more diverse stories. And like you said, I hope people's minds are changing at home who maybe aren't as exposed to other people um yeah i think like you said cheer like good on survivor for listening uh, to all those people who were campaigning for that hey listen guys i thank you for what you're doing and mm -hmm. uh um i wish you the very best and while you're at it you can uh, find out where Cody got his necklace. Find <laughs> out where Cass got her pants. Oh, where who? Ca oh, Cassidy. Pants on I love them. Yes, Cassidy. Oh, okay. okay, we're we're gonna have you a too. full a full okay. outfit by the end of the season, Scout. Yeah. Okay. Are there any shirts you're looking for? <laughs> Not really. I'm pretty well. You know, okay. I've got stuff, but boy, her pants are just—they really are great. Scott, hey, listen, any... you guys. 
yeah, thank uh, you so much. Yes, you're so welcome. Have a beautiful day. You yeah, too. you too. Thank you. Okay. Game Bye. on. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Excellent. Cloudly. I wow, what uh that was even beyond my wildest dreams of how uh that call would go. Love Scout so much, so so funny. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I'm I've learned so much about Scout and Vanuatu and life, really, honestly. Um, yeah, pursuit of but, happiness. Yes, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, that was so so fun. Um, I think uh, we'll tag Scout. I think she she has a Twitter for sure. Yes. Um, I don't know what else. Um, do you do you have anything you want to say? I guess we should do plugs now before we go into the magic of it all. Yes, sure. Uh, follow at Buffy Boyfriends on Twitter. I talked <laughs> to my boyfriend about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I tried to get Scout to plug something, but then she was leaving. So I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> you cannot command Scout cloudly. That's just not. I'm not sending a message to right now. Yes, <laughs> thank you for doing that. I don't even know what um what's the I can't visualize what necklace Cody has. Um, hey, I'm not sure. But um yeah, you can follow us at Bitterger's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if Twitter dies, I don't know what. We'll, I mean, we'll still have the Instagram, so you'll you'll still be able to find us. Um, but yeah, shall we um get into the edge of it all? I feel like you already touched on. Um, your big takeaway, and I, I want to agree um, that this was a big Cassidy episode. Yeah, Cassidy slayed. Like, I feel like we've been paying attention to her a lot over the past several weeks on the podcast, uh, even when, you know, the show is not necessarily doing the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, like, I... I, st I felt I still felt like this was a good episode for Sammy too, but I I just feel like there's a there's a real energy with the way they edit Cassidy, um, and obviously I would be thrilled if Carla won. Like she, like I think that that would be so fun, but like I feel like Cassidy's edit and the confessional she has and just like the way they put her in the story has some kind of like X factor or something that Carla's <laughs> stuff just doesn't get. Yeah, I think it's. Um... Whether you're, I mean, obviously there are other camps beyond this, um, but if you're, you're like Team Cassie or Team Carla with Cassie, like you said, there's this sort of energy to it. It's less visible than Carla, even though obviously Carla is also not hugely visible. Um, but Cassie is like, yeah, she has this storyline of I'm going to be the fox that jumps out with a knife or whatever it is supposed to be. Um, and that's been consistent, genuinely, like that she can go under the radar and then pop back up and she has these big moments. Um, even when she doesn't ha seem to have a lot of agency in the actual game, the show goes out of its way to present it as if she does, or at least give her her side of the story. And I feel like winners always get these moments like Cassie had here, which is these like, um, oh shit, like the winner almost got voted out moments. We had that with Tony in the pre-merge of Winners at War, um, Erica pre-merge. Um, I just, it's, it's like Very a thing that happens. Though. Yeah, like it's just just like a winner story. So I absolutely see that for Cassidy. It's um, yeah, it's a big, it's a thing where they're like, okay, it's we're either gonna vote out this person for this reason or the winner because they're a big threat, and if we don't take them out, they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, then, exactly. Like, we're really gonna regret it. Um, yeah, and I think that's just something the editors love to do. But for me, it's like uh, it's like Carla. I feel like. Uh, people always want to compare her to like a Shan or an Omer or like just these like big characters, but it's like those people, like those players had to me 
way bigger red flags. And like, I feel like Jesse occupies that space way more than Carla does. I feel yeah. like Jesse goes way too quiet for a male winner, especially, and then pops back up and gets like weird little inklings of something going wrong and then goes back down. Whereas with Carla, I feel like it's like, we just only consistently see how much people really want to work with her and do her bidding. Like <laughs> no one's at any point been like, Carla is a big threat here. It's always, oh, James is a big threat. Or we, I really want to work with Carla. Like, I think, I don't know. I feel like for Carla, it would be almost like a coronation edit. And I think I both like, are equally capable of happening. I feel like Carla's biggest plot line right now has been her hand. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> the that's the biggest, like, running thread for Carla. Which is good she has a running thread. But I, I feel like she's getting the oh my god we're like she's so incredible any anything's possible like joy joyful galvanization of a woman doing better in a challenge than jeff expects edit uh and we're just seeing mm. more of her also because she's like strategically in charge too um i guess i don't know i just for me it's like so insane that like they go out of their way to show us that sammy like literally comes to her and like has to ask for her blessing to like do a thing which i think was a really bad for sammy even though sammy got his way and kind of got to explain last week's fumble it's like at the end of the day he still has to sort of um it's, bow down to the queen <laughs> yeah and i mean like sammy's whole thing at the beginning of this episode and throughout last episode was like he's ready to make a big move or whatever like he wants to break up this majority and finally the opportunity comes to for them to take out james and noel is the one bringing it up <laughs> after we didn't like <laughs> see her at all last week so it's even in he like did the job of like getting carla on board um but it, it wasn't even like his move after it was like his whole thing for an episode and a half yeah exactly so i feel like even though again with sammy it's like he's edited so positively it's like it's so weird that it's like the the show itself is kind of saying one thing but then there's this underlying sort of like undercutting of of their own sort of strategy <laughs> i don't know sammy's edit is just really confusing to me because it's like yeah this feels kind of wintry but then yeah stuff like that happens where it's like what i i don't know sammy confuses me He's on top of things and I'm I you know I think he's doing I think we're supposed to think he's doing really great and I do think that. Uh I just still I just feel like there's something there with Cassidy. I like Cassidy is I mean, my girl for now. Sorry to scout. Uh but yeah, I, I agree. Those are my I, big I just feel like yeah. I feel like Cassidy has the story of the season on her back now like she made it her thing to like she's like we're not voting out any more women i know yeah. even though janine got voted out at that tribal like she carried it through to this episode she was like ryan this is my i've had a revenge plan for him for like ever and this is like the moment it's gonna happen uh but what i did feel is very strange though was that there was no meditation at all on who was the actual one who voted for ryan last episode like at the mm. beginning of the episode owen everybody thought it was owen and then he just like got away with it and like there was no yeah thought. we didn't get to hear i i'm sure Cassidy gave a confession about like right. i voted for ryan and no one everyone's like owen yeah that would be great but it's like maybe i don't know maybe they don't want her to come across as like villainous but we want her to like or they want us to forget that she voted somebody who it, like, voted in, she voted incorrectly 
Yeah, I that's it's like, but I I feel like there was he, actually because actually in this episode she was like everybody who I've wanted to go home has gone home. <laughs> Except I mean, well now that's true after the, after the end of this episode that's true. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where her story goes now that Ryan is out. Um, and yeah, I mean everyone else I'm like like I feel like the Je- the Jesse Cody like duo seems like they're not long for the game anymore um no because them teaming up with gabler was terrifying yeah <laughs> they, literally scary and then, like they were like doing the arm arms. Like, i was like is this the final three <laughs> it was really fucking creepy i really hated that like the staring into each other's eyes very odd um and i feel like i don't know i just want all these men to go home <laughs> it's really my take they make me uncomfortable um, and that's it. That's Edgic for me. <laughs> Hopefully two more men can go home next week. Yeah, that's Edgic for me too. Um, no other thoughts. Wish we had user reviews. I wish we had, you know, a gold, five golden stars uh, to talk about. Not this week, though. That's okay. Scout is the only star we need. True. R- reality yes. TV. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> I need to find this tattoo on uh like and just like pinpoint who all has them. That's so funny. Um, like the Avengers, the original six Avengers got a tattoo, but only five of them got it. What? I don't Is remember which who didn't, but yeah, like the five the people who are the six original Avengers got a tattoo together, but only five of them got it. Oh <laughs> damn. Um yeah. Um Go off, Scout. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Scout, for joining us. Um, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Um, bye.